Rabbi Isaiah, good morning. A good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kaidish. Parshas Bishalach. Erev Shabbos Kaidish, where we're going to have the Shiras Hayam. The Shabbos is called Shabbos, Shabbos Shira. And uh, the reason is because we we say that Parshas of the Az Yashir and Kla Yisrael went through the Yamsuf. And we know that this week is also going to be the Yantif of Tubishvat, the Chagal Ilanais. So, as we're always fond of saying, that from the parashia we see the Ha'aris, the lights of Chizuk that we need in order to be over the Yam, to get through the Yam, and to get to the Yantif of the Chagal Ilanus. So maybe we'll come up and we'll see some Mahalchim, which will give us Chizuk, Chizuk in Amuna, Chizuk in how we're supposed to live our lives, as we said last night in the Zoom Shmuz. There's no question that the the world is being uh, bombarded with the, the Omicron and the uh, the the um, the world as we know it. We recognize that we are all in the hands of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So let's try to put ourselves into the hands of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And uh, the best way is to learn from the Parshas Shavuot. And as we see in the Parshas, we see in the Parsha that the Golis is ending and the Gula is about to begin. We have to go through the Yamsuf, but we see Sus the horses, the chariots, the riders, they all fall into the sea and the, all the Egyptians, they die on the Svasayam and Klai Yisrael is able to, to call out the Sezek Keli Vanveyu. So what message can we learn from Kriyas Yamsuf that's negated to us in Tovshin Pei Beis in the English calendar 2022. What could we learn from this? What does it have to do with us in our world? Is it just a reminder that we once were a great nation that went through the Yamsuf? Or does it have relevance to our own lives as well? So the Svar Magdashim I saw brought down from the Lekach Halibu, he brings down from the Svasa Emes and from others, that really it's a lesson for every situation and every generation. Every single member of Kla Yisrael has the ability to be over the yam. And the the yam represents, as the morale says in many, many places, the concept of chaymer, of substance without tzura. And in other form it's brought down that the yam represents taiva, chemda. The yam does not have any ending. It continues and it continues. It's always rising up. It's the koyach of taiva. The kriyas yamsuf was the fact that Kla Yisrael, who felt that they were leaving Mitzrayim, but unfortunately, as we said last week, how do we get rid of how how do we get rid of the Mitzrayim that's within us? And what they needed to know was that there's a concept of the splitting of the sea. Very interesting when they when they went into the Yamsuf, they didn't go from one side to the other side, as as Chazal tells us, they went really in a semicircle, and they ended up coming back on the same side of the shore which they left. What's this message that is teaching us? So, uh, Avram Shur says it's really teaching us a great lesson that uh, they needed to see that the Mitzrayim were mace and that they themselves are able to restart again. They're able to go back to the same point of the beginning. They entered into the Yamsuf with the fear that they weren't able to shake off the shackles of all of the years that they were in Golos and that they had floundered and they had fallen into, into the Koyach of Taiva, 
and the Kaich of Chemda, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu made it that you're able to go into the Yam and everything should turn into Yabosha. It should be Miyabish the Yam, it should dry up the Yam, it should dry up the Kayach of Taiva. And uh, as we say, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made, he was Geyser Gzorim, he turned different, uh, every single every single shave had its own particular derech. And this is another lesson, that there are different drachim. Some people it's the Midas HaChesed, some people it's the Midas of Torah, some people it's the Midas of Tefillah. Each person has his derech. And not only is it in the Shevet, but it's in each particular each particular individual. Some day, every individual is now you have tremendous kaychas. And to use the kaychas that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives, like we say, Kishem Jaim Partsafeyan Daimus, Kachain Daisayan Daimus. Every single person has a unique character. And one shouldn't say, well, the only way I'll be able to do it is by doing it in this particular way. No, every person has a right and an ability to find his kaychas. And again, all based upon the precepts of the Torah. Can't do anything which is outside of the realm of the Torah. But within the parameters of the Torah, a person is able to what? To go from the lowest parts to the highest parts. And you could be Meshaneh. And he brings down from the Bermayim Chaim. It says, B'nai Yisrael hochu b'yabosha. The Bermayim Chaim says an unbelievable thing. It's brought down in the Medrash as well. That B'nai is a Lashon of Miut. B'nai Yisrael is a Lashon of Miut. Ein Miut El Ashnayim. Whenever we have a Rabbim, we always have to know the re, the, the, the Miut of Rabbim Mishnayim. And who are we talking about over here? We're talking about two Yidin by the name of Dasan and Aviram. The famous or infamous Dasan Aviram did not go together with the entire group of Yidin. They came all the way at the end when Kleisra was ready in the sea and the rivers, the, the Yam was raging for every, anybody else. And Dasan and Aviram, they themselves went into the Yamsuf with a special Kriya, with a special partition. And um, that's why Rav Wolfson, he brings down, Rav Wolfson brings down, in Gavaldik of Art, it says, the Pusik says, in Vayigar B'Yamsuf, HaKadosh Baruch literally had to be Goyer the Yamsuf. He had to, like, to, 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 to give it a great roar. Why? Because they needed a special Kriyas Yamsuf for Dosan and Aviram. And he says that the Gematria of Vayigar B'Yamsuf Vayicharev, that he... He, he was able to be Goyer in the Yamsuf and it turned into Charova is Bigmatria Dosan Vaviram. I counted it up and it came out to 713, the Gematria of Dosan Vaviram, and the Pasuk Vayigar Vayamsuf Vayicharov is also the same Gematria. So I was thinking an interesting thing that this is my own Chiddush, a little Eng based Menish Beli Chiddush, but we could possibly say that 713 is Tof Reish Ayin Gimel. Which, if you switch around the letters, it stands for Tigar, which we know the Gemara says in Brachas, if a person has the has the Yetzirah coming against him, it says a person should be Goyer against the Yetzirah. A person should fight up against the Yetzirah, should scream against the Yetzirah. The Kayach of Dosan and Aviram is that every single person, no matter what his Matzav is, he's able to, to be an Oiver Yamsuf. He's able to split the sea. Together with the help of the Rebbeinu Shalolam, Yigar Bocha Hasotin. We're supposed to be Goyer in the Sotin. Loshin Tigar, the Gematria 713. And the same Gematria is Dotsin Avirim. Every single Yid 
has the ability to, to get through the Yamsuf. And I think it's a great lesson for every single person today. We should realize that we're all going through the Yamsuf. We're all going through the Meitzarim. And we're trying to unshackle ourselves from the Meitzarim. We say to ourselves sometimes, no, nah, it's not possible. I can't change myself. I'm always going to remain the same. We see from Kriyas Yamsuf, no, no, every single person has the ability to unshackle himself. And you can go back to the beginning. It's not necessarily to run away from everything that you are. And every single person has his personality, to use his unique personality. Uh, and there Yaakov Talmud sent me a, a little podcast of, um, of an interview that had, took place with him about his unique particular, I don't want to say his name because he didn't give me permission, his unique particular uh, derech in his avodah Hashem. And um, it gave me great chizuk to see that he's using that koyach and every person should use that koyach that's within him. So, Gavaldika Maisa, that the famous tzaddik Reb Chaim Brim, who I was zoichet to go to many times, and we took near Yaakov Talmidim to him. Reb Chaim Brim was one of the Rosh Hashivas in the Chabina Yeshiva. And one time there was a bacher in the Yeshiva who, for some reason, he had a lot of chutzpah, and he would say chutzpah things against Rebbeim. And the Rebbeim were very upset that they had such a bacher in the Yeshiva. It was a very, very chashi Yeshiva. And uh, they even had a Rebbe's meeting, and they decided that they they have to they have to ask him to leave. And Reb Chaim Brim was always against sending Bachram out. And he said, "Listen, you know I can't argue with the whole tzevet, but I just want to say one thing: if this Bachram goes out, then the halacha is Talmud Shagala Maglan Rabbi Imai, a Talmud that goes into Galus, so the Rebbe has to go into Galus with him. And and therefore I'm going to have to go out into Galus. I won't be able to stay in the yeshiva if you're going to send him out." So first, the Olam uh, listened to Reb Chaim, who was a Chashva, Chashva Yid, one of the Rashivas. But after a while, they saw this Bachar, just couldn't stop himself. And they had another meeting, and they said, you know what, from all the Bachar and the Yeshivas, the only Bachar that has this Koyach chutzpah, we have to ask him to leave, even if it's going to be that Reb Chaim is going to have to leave as well. And that's what happened. They made the decision. They told the Bachar he has to leave, and Reb Chaim started walking out of the Yeshiva. As he was walking out of the yeshiva, all of a sudden a man came up the steps of the Chibini yeshiva and he says, listen, I want to know, uh, do you know the Talmidim here? He says, yeah, could you give me information? And they get to a shidduch about so-and-so, this so-and-so bachar. And who was that so-and-so bachar they were talking about? It was that particular bachar that was just asked to leave the yeshiva. So it happened to be that he met Reb Chaim. So Reb Chaim said this, <laughs> something very interesting. He said, I want to tell you, there was just a Rebbe's meeting, and at that Rebbe's meeting, the, all the Tzevet said, that there's no one in the entire yeshiva like this Bachar. That's what they said. <laughs> yeah, that was the language that he used. So the person said, wow, you know, it's really gewaldic. You know, I'm so happy to hear that he's such an independent person. So the, 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 um, then the person said, oh, I want to go in, I want to speak to some of the other Rebbe. So Chaim Brim saw he was going to go in, he said, listen, I want to tell you something. You know, I've been here for a long time. I know the Talmidim. And I'm telling you right now, whatever I told you, that's really the truth. And you should just, uh, you should just, uh, you don't have to go and ask anymore. And what happened was, Reb Chaim saw that this particular bacher who was involved with the shidduch for this man's daughter, it already was holding by almost closing the shidduch that there was going to be, it was going to be fulfilled. And the the bacher ended up getting engaged that night. And then the Tzavet said, if the Bachar is already engaged, there's no reason to throw him out, because he's going to leave the yeshiva anyway. He's going to end up leaving the yeshiva when he, gets, when he goes to Kailul. And he ended up staying in the yeshiva, this man of his, uh, 
of his Erezin, he got married, and he ended up becoming a great, great Talmud Chacham. Reb Chaim Brim was able to see the Koychas HaNefesh that were in this Bacher, and he saw that he might have a Koycha Chutzpah, but that's not enough of a reason to send him out. And if we train him and we'll use his Koychas, use his talents, we'll be able to see great things that come out of him. I think the lesson also in Chinuch for every one of us, that we should recognize, don't draw conclusions right away in the beginning. Try to understand the nefesh of each individual person. And we can see that everyone has koiches, as we see in this week's parasha. Even Dosan and Aviram, who went against Moshe Rabbeinu, spoke chutzpah against Moshe Rabbeinu. They did t- t- terrible things. But we see they follow through on the Torah. They also go through the Yavzuf. The Kayach of Ga'ara, that there's an ability for a person to be Goyer against these Yetzirah to go through the Yamsuf. I think this is a great lesson. We want to end off with one particular vort, which we're always fond of saying in the beginning of the parsha, a very, very difficult uh, Pasuk. The Pasuk says, V'chamushim alu b'nei Yisrael me'eretz mitzrayim. It says, Klai Yisrael went out, Chamushim. Rashi brings down a few pshatim in what Chamushim is. And one of the pshatim is, that only one-fifth of Klai Yisrael left Mitzrayim. But four-fifths, they died um, during the Choshech and B'Shlosh Yisrael And I was always bothered by this particular Rashi, and I'm, I asked a few Talmudim this week at a Bar Mitzvah, if they have a Pshat, and I said, the only Pshat that I've come up with is the Pshat that I always hear over from Rav Schwab Zatzal. How could it be that the end of the Geula of Klai Yisrael, the end of all the Golas, four-fifths of the Jewish people, which is millions and millions of people, according to the language of the Medrash, it, it comes into millions and millions. In the simple understanding, it's at least three, at least three million people that died, three million men that died, because four-fifths was only 600,000 men that went out. So it's already three million. You get, so how could it be that so many people died and that would be the end, that would be the way the Golas ends? And how could it be that during the Shlosh Yisimei HaFeila, three million people died. The reason it was done then, in order the Mitzvim should not see that the Jewish people had lost so many people and they would be buried in the dark. What, the Mitzvim, they were blind? So many millions of people used to walk the streets, and now they're not walking the streets. There's only 600,000. That's not going to make an impression upon them. So if Schwab says, the Pusik says, by Kayan, when a Kosh comes, and he appears to Cain after he killed Hevel. And he says, The voice, the bloods of, of, the, of your brother are crying out to me from the, from the earth. And he asked the question, Why is it? So Rashi says, His dam and his progeny's dam, his, his, his zaracha. Because when Cain killed Hevel, he didn't just kill Hevel. He killed all of the progeny all of those that were going to come out from heaven. And that was the double Lushen. That's the plural Lushen. There were only a few Rishayim in Mitzrayim. It doesn't make sense that there were millions and millions. But from those few Yidden who were Rishayim, they died during the Shloshim They were buried. And the Cheshman of millions is because if you would, if they would have stayed alive, they would have brought into the world four fifths of the amount of Yidden that went out of, of, of uh, that went out, went out of Mitzrayim. You count from their time until the time of Tchias Amesim, there would have been millions and millions of people.
And he says, we have to recognize that when the Nazis, Yamach Shlomo Zechronim, killed out six million, they didn't kill out six million, they killed out so many and so many others that would have come out from them. And for that reason, they're definitely going to be judged. They are judged in the Bezner Shomala, not only for what they destroyed, but what would have been the outcome of what they destroyed. But what we can learn from the lesson is the Tzad HaTayv, that when a Yid brings other children into the world and he brings them up to go up to he becomes from the Oivri Hayam, the Kriyas Yam Siftik Yidin, the Vayigar Bohem. I want to say, and again, this is Mamish stretching a Gematria, yeah, but we'll stretch it anyway, and they'll be the last end of the word. In Parshas B'Shalach, in Parshas Tubishvat, they're connected as we see. The Tubishvat is t- teaching us that there's Paris of the Elon, there's fruits that come out of the tree. Each one of us is a tree, and we give out fruits. The gematria of Beshalach is 340. The gematria of Bechag to Beshvat is 330, or Chag to Beshvat is the gematria 339 with the Kailo. To Beshvat and Beshalach are close, closely related. Rabbi Zai, have a wonderful Shabbos. We should be Zaycher Mitzvah Shem. As it says in the Shir Sayyam, Oz Yashir Moshe, it's teaching us a remis to Trias Amesim. We should be zeichet to Gula Shlema from Heir of Yemena, wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.